What's going on guys? Grant Pushkar here, joined by my co-director, Victor Williams. Are you looking to bring more attention to your sports content? Over at Overtime Heroics, you can be a part of a growing sports community such as podcasts like my own, Cleveland Surge, and my own Philly Special Podcast. And if you're looking for a place to share your sports opinions, they also have an active forum for all sports topics. So if you want your sports content to be heard amongst other sports fans, go over to Overtime Heroics forward slash forums and make your first hot take today. What's going on, everybody, and thank you for joining me on this episode of the Wyman Podcast. Whether you're listening on Anchor app, which I record all my episodes of my podcast on, uh, Spotify, also available on Apple, Google Play, uh, Breaker, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, um, po- uh, Podcoin, if you want to listen and uh, earn some Podcoins, earn some gift cards and other rewards and stuff like that. Um, you know, that's always an option. Uh, but no matter how you're taking in my content, I do appreciate it, and I thank you as always. Um, today we're going to do my first ever uh, Classic Match Rewind. I'm really excited for this one. I ran a poll on what I should do between this and um, Watch Along Pay-Per-View and This Day in Wrestling History and something else. There's like four options. You guys decided on this. And then for the Classic Match Rewind, I also... Um, Went, did four more choices on that, which I thought would be cool. Um, CM Punk versus John Cena was one of them. HBK versus Shawn Michaels. Or, HBK is Shawn Michaels. Wait a minute. HBK versus Kurt Angle, I should say, at WrestleMania. Uh, Bret versus Austin at WrestleMania. Bret Hart. And then Undertaker and Mankind. Uh, Hell in a Cell match at King of the Ring in 1998. Um, and... And it ended up being the Undertaker and Mankind winning the poll. So I'm very excited. And this is actually the anniversary, which I didn't know until I started um, looking up a little bit. Looking up some stuff for the match. Um, This is actually today, June 28th, 1998, actually 21 years ago, is the anniversary of this uh, pay-per-view, this event, this historic moment in wrestling, this Hell in a Cell match um, between Undertaker and Mankind. And I thought that was really... uh, Really ironic and really cool how that actually um, played out. And I did not know that until I started um, started doing some more research on the event. But I'm just trying to find my place here in the dam. On the dam, uh, of course, I got the WWE Network pulled up. Um, on demand. And I just can't find this damn match. Where is this match at? I want to watch Ken Shamrock. Eh, Ken Shamrock and The Rock. That was a pretty good match, though. But that's not what we're here for. We're here for this fucking Hell in a Cell match that I can't find. All right, so we got the... uh, I'm going to pause it right there so you guys can catch up. We got the cell coming down. Right now, I got it paused at an hour, 46 minutes, and 45 seconds. Um, It's an hour, 46 minutes. And 45 seconds, they got the wide shot of the cell coming down, and the crowd, uh, sold out, sold out crowd there in the arena. I believe they're in Pittsburgh for this uh, this event at that um, what's it called, like the PPG Arena, whatever it's called, in uh, 
in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Civic Arena in Pittsburgh. Um, so again, this isn't a title match. This isn't anything. This is just sort of a uh, grudge match. You got Kane and Austin are actually the main event. This isn't the uh, main event of the pay-per-view. Um, you got uh, Austin defending his belt against Kane in a first blood match, I want to say. That's the main event. But um, we're here. We're talking Hell in a Cell and Taker Mankind. About, about a 20-minute match. I think it runs a little over 15 minutes, so... Get you guys uh, situated and everything sorted out. Again, I'm at an hour, 46 minutes, 45 seconds. Still have it paused, haven't hit play yet. So, everybody, fucking get there. Um, gonna crack open. You guys crack open whatever beverage you're enjoying. I'm gonna enjoy a uh, energy drink. So, I'm just getting off of work a little bit. I got a little tired from the day. Yep, that is uh, Razzleberry energy drink. That's always good. Mm-hmm. And then after that, all right, I'll give you guys about another ten seconds. Another ten seconds. You guys knew what the hell we were doing here. I'll give you fifteen seconds. So right at the five-minute mark of the podcast, I'm gonna hit play. Um, so about another ten seconds before I hit play. Um, at an hour, 46 minutes and 45 seconds, the cell is coming down onto the ring, and I hit play right there. So now we're rolling. The cell's coming down. Um, I'm not going to have the sound on, obviously, because I don't want to interfere with the, uh, you know, the recording. This damn microphone picks up a lot. But you know, of course, you have Jr. and King at. Uh, on the announce desk, of, you know, putting it over. I got my subtitles on so I could kind of get a gist of what they're saying. Um, this is, I believe, uh, the third Hell in a Cell match, but the second singles one. The first one, of course, was Undertaker and Shawn, and uh, actually with Kane debuting. And then the second one was a tag. Uh, I really, I don't remember what the teams were. I know Undertaker was involved with Mankind and Austin, I think, and then maybe Kane. Maybe that was the tags, um, and then of course this is the third, uh, third one overall. But the second singles one. So now you got mankind coming out um, with a steel chair in his hand. I mean he's ready to go. He's got his hands wrapped. This is my favorite version of Foley. I mean Cactus Jack was cool. Dude Love was kind of just more of a gimmick, but um, I really did like this mankind, especially around this time, because he's he's kind of like a a Cactus Jack. Um, uh, you know, he's still kind of Cactus Shack doing like the hardcore stuff, and you got Mankind checking out the cage here and uh, yanking on the door and all that shit. He didn't get in the cage, now he's walking around the cage, but um, checking it out. And I really like how they got the lights dimmed, they kind of like set in the tone that some uh, dark, crazy shit's about to go down here. They got the lights dimmed in the arena and they kind of just shine in the spotlight like into the ring. Onto the ring there as Mankind now enters the uh, Hell in a Cell structure. And um, now he's going back out. Now I didn't watch this match beforehand, guys. I've obviously seen it several times, but I didn't, um, you know, watch it before I did this. So we're kind of going down memory lane together. Together here. Now Mankind throws the chair up onto the cell. And he's going up. He's not even getting. He said, "Fuck that shit, dude." Oh, he slipped. Okay, no. Oh, easy. I mean, hey, he's he's 280 pounds climbing up that cell. I mean, you gotta. 
You gotta make sure you get your footing down there, uh, Mick. He's struggling too. God damn, man. Get up there. Jesus Christ. I'm surprised the Sullivan didn't give away right there. Damn, that's so. I mean, he's up there now doing this watch shot of the fans. They're up there screaming, losing their minds, and now the Undertaker, light, lights go off. Again, Undertaker's setting to come out. Do, 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 do. I feel like Undertaker entrance here, but I think, I think he really should have hauled ass down there and beat the shit out of him. I don't know. I can't remember if he does like an actual long Undertaker entrance or if he just kind of walks down. Um, we'll see eventually. He's kind of, eh, he's got a little pep in his step. He's not really doing it too bad. Still wearing all that damn gear though. He got fire going off in the pyro and man, I'd be shitting bricks if I was on Taker walking through that. I mean, that's crazy. I I wouldn't. I don't know if I would do that, or I don't know if how I, how he didn't jump. Or like uh, Flincher or something. Shit, I know I would have. But um, still making his way down the ring. That's another. It's another one of the. Uh, I kind of like Undertaker during this this time too. He wasn't too uh, dark, but he also um, still had that mystique. He was mo he was kind of like in his prime, I think, right here. Like he was definitely established and well known, but he wasn't. He wasn't like over the cliff either. This was like really getting into like the climax of Undertaker's career. Once he hit like the early 2000s, I'd say he was in this good prime for about another four or five years. This was in 98. I think once he hit like 03, 04, then you kind of start seeing him slow down and not do as much crazy stuff. But he was still really good in 03 and 04 too. Don't get me wrong. He had a lot of good stuff with uh, Edge and Batista. All right, now the lights come on. Undertaker is now now he's climbing the uh, side of the cage, and now man kind of trying to stop him to get him up. Um, just hitting him with some haymakers, and Undertaker fires back. Um, fucking agility too by Undertaker climbing that cage, man. You see how Mick struggled. Undertaker weighs more than uh, mankind. Well, he's built more than mankind. And he's a few inches taller. I mean, he's definitely the, the, the much uh, larger guy. And Undertaker just climbed that shit like a cat, man. Undertaker in his prime was no joke, man. That dude can move for being uh, 6'9 or 6'10, whatever the hell he is. Um, I'd be nervous if I was them, too, because right now they're both, like, on the same section of the uh, cage, man. That's got to be at least 500, 500 to 600 pounds on that one section of the, the chain link fence there. I mean, god damn, dude, I'd be, uh, I'd be nervous if I was, you could see it kind of like, uh, you know, bending and caving in and see right there, oh shit, see when they stepped, they almost went through right there, that part really caved in, damn, that would have been ugly if they would have fell right there together, oof, but, um, now Mick walking, uh, man kind of should say walking Undertaker to the other side of the cell, Undertaker throwing some punches back here. Um, not really going in, uh, and Undertaker, eee! and then you just see, he just tosses off, 
He just grabbed them and tossed them off. And the fucking fans are going nuts. Make off the cage through the damn, uh, through the damn announce table there. And even the subtitles say, as God's my witness, he's broken in half. JR's losing his fucking mind. The crowd's losing his mind. Spanish announce guy's laying on the floor. He ain't even saying nothing. Poor Spanish, uh, Spanish customers don't even know what the hell's going on. Well, I guess they, they saw it, but, um, and Mick's just like laying under the table. I don't know how he got under the table, but I mean, he went through that some bitch. He went to from the cell to the ground. He didn't. His legs are through the barricade. Here's the replay now. Undertaker just tosses him. He just oh yeah, he slides around to the barricade. How do you take that? How do you get, how do you even have the balls to do that, man? God damn! How, how do you? I don't know how much they paid Mick, but holy shit, it better have been a lot of money. <laughs> Cause god damn, son. Now Terry Funk's out. You know the thing about Terry Funk? I, I don't know who the hell I was listening to. It might have been that uh, that Bruce Pritchard podcast, or or uh, maybe it was Taz. I was listening to one of those wrestling podcasts that I listened to, and um. You know, this idea was formed with Mankind and uh, Terry talking. They were talking about um, they want to do something crazy. Or Mick was telling Terry, you know, I want to do something crazy. I want to do, um, you know, what do I got to do? We got to do something big. We got to do something big. And Terry goes, well, why don't you have him throw, throw you off the cell? Or why don't you jump off the cell? You know, this is Terry, like, uh, apparently, this is, you know, the story, of course. It's all hearsay. Who knows? You know, they only know what really happened and how it went down, but I got to, uh, I got to say, I wouldn't put it past Terry thinking this up, or maybe that's why Terry ran out there, like, he's probably like, holy shit, I didn't think you guys were really going to do it, maybe he didn't know beforehand, or maybe, um, you know, maybe that's why he got out there so quick, because he was just sitting there waiting, you know, waiting to see if they would actually do it, or how it would really go. I mean, because Terry got out there probably in like a minute, maybe two minutes. He was out there already, already out there with Mick. And Undertaker just looking down. You got Slaughter out there. You got uh, a bunch of refs out there. I think that's Mike Kyoto. Um, I think that might even be a Hebner in a fucking tie and dress shirt. I don't know. I couldn't really see him. They switched away. It's like your eighth replay. I mean, but at the time, though, you didn't know. This is probably one of the first memories, um, like, of my childhood, man. This is, like, something you just don't forget. You know, back in the day, everybody used to order every pay-per-view and have watch parties, friends from school come over and work come over. And now they're raising the cell with Undertaker still on top. I don't know. I, I never... I gotta list, I gotta find some... Uh, I gotta find some kind of content. I think um, I think Jr. and Conrad actually did a did a recent one about this. Obviously, Jr. would know what the hell is going on here. He's he's the lead announcer and all that stuff. But they're raising the like who who's making this call? Vince is out there. So obviously, it's not like Vince in the back telling somebody to do it. Somebody's just raising the cell. Like uh, they're not uh, like are they watching the product? I mean, you got one of your biggest superstars. <laughs> Undertaker's still standing on the top of the cell, and they're raising that bitch to to hang it back in in the uh, in the rafters there in Pittsburgh. 
Now Vince is looking like he fucked up. Maybe it was Vince's idea. He looks kind of pissed, actually. Maybe it wasn't his idea. He looks kind of fucking pissed off. <clears throat> they got mixed. I mean, they got mankind's mask off. They got him uh, on the stretcher. Undertaker's still on top of that damn cage that's like in the in the air. It's got to be like eight or ten feet in the air off the ground by now. Shit. Um, but you know, but it's one of those things that too that people, oh, you know, ah, that fucking wrestling shit, that's fake. They, those guys know how to fall. You know how to fall. You know how to fall. You learn how to fall 15 feet off that fucking cell with the Undertaker, you know, kind of, sort of pushing you. I'm sure Undertaker didn't, you know, launch him, but I'm sure Undertaker put some force. And you're gonna fly through that fucking table 15 feet. And, you know, don't give me that bullshit that, you know, they know how to fall and they know how to take bumps and, oh, yeah, it's what, you know, they get taught how to do that. They know how to fall. They know they know how to take a body slam, sure, or a power bomb. Nobody knows. Nobody, that yeah, is happening there. Nobody knows how to take that uh, 15-foot fall off a ladder or a cage or anything. So don't give me that shit that this wrestling's fake. Fuck off. Now Undertaker's finally, he's, he's, Undertaker said, fuck this, I'm out, man. Before they start raising that fucking cell up again, Undertaker's getting down. Now they're zooming in, now Mankind, now he's off the fucking stretcher. He's climbing back up to the cage. <laughs> Everybody's trying to stop him, Terry Funk and Earl Hebner and... See, I have no idea if this is, like, scripted or, like, I really got to get the backstory on this. Because, god damn, man. There's no way if this isn't scripted that Vince is just letting him go, you know, back to the top of that cage. I mean, this had to be the some sort of uh, part of, like, a plan or something to, uh, you know, I guess if, maybe they said, hey, if they took, now they take his own for the choke slam, <laughs> he choke slams it through the cage. Onto the fucking, into the ring, I should say, onto the ring mat. And it says, that's it, he's dead. And now everybody that was helping him at the at the table is rushing into the ring. You got Terry Funk and all the refs are now rushing uh, into the ring now to see if, <laughs> see if Mick's still alive. I mean, god damn, dude. You get tossed off 15 feet off the cage into, through an announce table. It takes you 10 minutes to get, uh, you know, onto the stretcher and wheeled up the ramp. Just to walk up, walk back, climb the cage again, <laughs> and an Undertaker slams you through the cage into the ring. I mean, damn, now Undertaker comes flying in. Terry Funk's about to take a fucking ass whooping here. Yep, there goes Terry. Choke slam to Terry Funk. See you later. Yeah, Undertaker's pissed. He's like, I'm going to kill this son of a bitch if you don't want to stop. She just had a Terry Funk lost his shoes. He got choked him out of his damn shoes. God damn. <laughs> oh, shit. Man. This is just good shit, dude. This is two things have happened, and it's like just the most entertaining shit you could possibly uh, possibly watch, man. I mean, again, I don't know if that section was... Uh, you know, it was rigged for them to fall through or whatever, but, you know, like I said, Mankind, 
he's built a 287 coming into the match, and he's uh, he's obviously 250 or more. I mean, I don't, you know, he's not a uh, a lightweight kind of guy, so it probably didn't take much. Like I said, that that defense was like caving in all over the place anyway. It wasn't didn't look like that sturdy. Now the now the cages they got now or hell in the cells they got now. I mean, those things you gotta fucking. I don't know what you gotta do to get through them things. You never see this shit today, man. Maybe we'll see it again. I don't know. It would be good to see it again. Now they're locking them in the cage. Slaughter, Slaughter and Hebner said, "Fuck it, this is their match. They want to go. They're going." Now the classic shot of Mick's uh, tooth hanging out of his nose, smiling with the blood running out of his mouth. He just spits some blood out onto the floor. That's another classic shot. I mean, this match is just. God, it just set the tone so much for like the Attitude Era and the, just the late '90s of, of wrestling. This is wild, wild stuff. Just the atmosphere. Imagine being there. God damn, I'd love to be there. Not nobody's even sitting down. It doesn't look like. I don't think they're waiting for somebody to friggin' pull a baseball bat or a, a, a knife out. <laughs> These two are going to fucking kill each other. It's like Mick's shoulder or something just gave out trying to pick those steel steps up. So Undertaker, walk, <laughs> Undertaker walks by him and picks him up himself. Now he rams him into the cage. Oh, shit. He rams him in between the steel steps and the cage and again twice now. Undertaker's drilling uh, mankind with those heavy-ass steel steps. I always wonder how much those things weigh, too, because a lot of those guys pick them up. You see some guys struggle with them, and some guys just pick, like Undertaker right there kind of just scooped it up, and he, I mean, he was hammering them three or four times, and he's, uh, you know, just carrying it around. I mean, Undertaker's a big, strong guy, sure, but those, those steps got to weigh something. I mean, damn, not, they can't be that light. I always wonder how much those weigh. I gotta Google it. Fucking Google it and figure it out. But um, Mick still got the tooth hanging out of his nose. I don't know how the hell that happened. The Undertaker's winding up for a damn uh, suicide dive from the Undertaker and he missed head first into the cage. Damn, you talk about, I see all the guys doing suicide dives today. Seth Rollins comes to mind. Uh, John Moxley, all those guys. And I see Undertaker trying that shit. Damn. That takes that. that that's like. Uh, Seeing Braun Strowman or somebody like that doing it today, I mean, you just don't see it. So Undertaker was a different, different cat back then, man. Oof. Got Mick driving Undertaker's head into the uh, cage there, getting some offense in. Undertaker's bleeding, I think, from that suicide dive. Um, can't really see what Mick's scraping his head against the cage. Thought I saw a little blood. Mick rolling back into the ring. I don't know what the hell the ref's yapping about. I mean, it's fucking hell in a cell. The guy just got tossed off uh, 15 feet off the cage into a table. Now you're bitching about them getting in the ring? I think that's Tim White. Fucking idiot. Mick's got like a dead arm. You can see even the way he's holding that left arm. He's. He cannot. Oh, shit. Power driving right onto the chair from. Uh, Mankind onto the Undertaker going for the cover. That's not going to do it. Now Undertaker kicks out. 
Undertaker is bleeding pretty bad too. Damn. I, mean, I guess they're selling that uh, suicide dive. I really wasn't paying attention to the commentary. Um, it's either from that suicide dive or from uh, Mankind raking his face against the damn cage. But um, now Mankind getting a lot of offense here. Lays a chair across his face. With leg drop. And that damn cell's still hanging. I think it whacked Mick in the back of the head or something when he ran against the ropes. Something happened. Goes for another cover. Undertaker kicks out again. Uh, that suicide dive is really the damn game changer. I mean, besides Mick flying off the damn cage twice. Or off the cage and then through the cage. I mean, um, you know, that suicide dive is really fucking... That damn tooth's still hanging there. How's that tooth even there still? I think it would have fell out by now or something. I mean, there's so much shit you gotta talk about. I think, uh, I gotta go listen to that, uh, JR one. Because there's so much shit that I got questions about um, to see what the hell is going on here. Is this all just like on the fly or... Like how the hell is that tooth still uh, in his nose? I mean... <laughs> oh, now Mick, this is when Mick gets the bag of... Uh, what the hell, he went under the ring. What the hell are they called? Uh, thumbtacks. Now everybody's standing up again. Yep, there's, yep, there we go. Now we're talking. God damn, that's gotta be a thousand thumbtacks. <laughs> Shit. Well, that was obviously playing because I was under the ring, so I, I'm assuming they put that under there. Uh, but I don't, I don't think, I can't imagine this whole match was planned the way it went. There's no way, because you just can't, you just can't, uh, predict and like uh, you know write this stuff out the way it happened and just the stuff they were asking them to do you can't you know you you gotta just have different options to, like what if this happens what if Mick fucking breaks his neck flying off that cage or what if you know the the cage doesn't break on the choke slam do I throw him off again or you know just all kinds of shit probably went probably had several uh, options to go with the match after that cage throw He's got the mandible claw um, on Taker, trying to pass him out, put him down for the count. Uh, maybe to throw him on those thumbtacks. I don't know. We'll see. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I can't remember if anyone got thrown on those thumb those uh, thumbtacks. I'm sure. I'm sure they do. Uh, usually, when there's thumbtacks in place, somebody gets fucking tossed onto them. It's usually how it goes in WWF, especially at this time. The late 90s. That's definitely a thing. Yep, now take a picks mankind up. Still has the manual claw locked in, I think, but it, yep. Oh, shit, he dropped him right on his back. Now he's rolling around in him. What the hell? You haven't rolled the other way, you dumb dick. <laughs> now he finally sits up. He got thumbtacks in his back and his ass and his hips, the arms. God damn, dude, why would you roll into him? I guess you're just reacting. I don't know. I guess. Uh, I mean, I can't say I've ever been thrown onto a thousand thumbtacks. So now Undertaker's got him up for the choke slam, and oh, right back onto the thumbtacks again. That <laughs> is sick, son of a bitch, man. <laughs> yeah, he's gay. He's still getting up. His arms limp. His left arm still gotta be limp. Now Undertaker's got him up. 
Set him up and tombstone. Yep, I think that's it. I don't think he kicks out after that. Yeah, that's it. Damn. You know, you know. Hey, it wasn't a uh, technical match by any means. It wasn't a, uh, you know, a, a contest of grappling. But god damn, what a match! What just pure fucking entertainment and balls to the wall. I mean, you can't ask for much more in that match. Now here come all the refs and everything again. Uh, you know, just to check on Mick again to make sure he's alive. <laughs> he knows where he's at. But, um, you know, this is like, like I was saying before, this is one of those matches uh, that really you remember from your childhood, 1998. I mean, this is one of probably the first moment, it might be the first moment, um, you know, that you really remember the Attitude Era kicking off. And, you know, everybody has that point. Whether it's Kane returning or whether it's uh, WrestleMania 13 with the Austin and Brett, uh, you know, WrestleMania 14, this match here. I mean, it's just, you know, there's several moments where you could look at and say this is where it all started, but this is definitely one of those moments for me. Man, this got both guys such uh, such popularity and such notoriety, and uh, even on the product, you know, they just got, you know, this is shit that was. You know, it's still talked about 21 years later. You know, it's still talked about. This is still um, still on highlight videos and packages. And you say Undertaker and Mankind, everybody knows what you're talking about. You say Hell in a Cell, this is the first thing that I think of. Um, I think that, you know, uh, you say Hell in a Cell to anybody, that's what anybody thinks of is Undertaker throwing Mick off that damn cage. And after that, you forget. Some people forget about the choke slam through the cell and the thumbtacks and the, the tooth sticking out of the nose. But I mean, damn, so many iconic moments and so many uh, big moments for wrestling and these two characters. I mean, this is just uh, this is just wild stuff, man. Now they're raising the cage. They've got to make on the stretcher and take her out the hell out of there. He's and they're showing a replay of him in slow-mo now of him flying off that cage. God dang, man. So, um, there's a choke slam through the cage onto the, into the ring. It was wild. I do love it. I do, um, I wasn't expecting this one to win. But, um, you know, it was a back-and-forth vote. I love this match. I love these two characters at this time. I love this Undertaker. I love this uh, Mankind. Um, like I said, late 90s McDonald's, uh, late 90s McDonald's, late 90s WWF is always where it's been at for me. I love it. Um, and I, I never throw a flag on watching it. I'm going to do a lot more of these. I'm going to do, um, I kind of like these more. I was going to do the, the live pay-per-view or uh, not the live pay-per-view, the watch-along pay-per-view, which would be very time-consuming. You know, I'll try to keep it. I'm not going to do the newer ones that go five hours. I wouldn't do those, but I think I kind of like this classic match uh, rewind. You know, I get a solid uh, solid amount of time and then get the hell out of here. You don't want to really... Sometimes watching the whole pay-per-view, you could like, mm, you know. 
we'll see how it goes. But I'm definitely going to do more of these classic match rewinds. I do like doing them. I'm going to be putting up polls on my Twitter, at Podcast one Look out for those polls. I usually run them for like a day or over a day, so, you know, I give you guys time to vote. I don't expect you to see it and vote within like two or three hours. You know, not everybody lives on Twitter and social media and stuff. But, um, you know, go follow me at Wyman Podcast one Look out for those polls and stuff. Um, look out for, I'm not doing anything for AEW. I know, you know, a lot of people doing Fighter Fest and all that stuff. Um, I just don't want to do that many podcasts. I really don't. I'd rather just do my Wrestling Wednesdays for Raw and SmackDown. Um, stick to um, WWE, the, the what I'm doing here with the Classic Match uh, Rewinds. Um, I'm probably going to do something for, um, I lost my train of thought, I don't even know what I'm going to do, I'm not doing Fighter Fest, I'm doing a live show for Fighter Fest, but I'm not doing a, uh, official, like, podcast or whatever, I'm going to do it with another guy, um, I know from, from social media, we're going to do that live tomorrow, so I will be watching AEW, I will be watching Fighter Fest, I do recommend it, it looks like a really good card, um, I believe it's free on Bleacher Report, uh, live streaming, uh, service, Whatever it's called, I think. Or I'm sure. I mean, it's free, so I'm sure you'll be able to find shit on YouTube or uh, Facebook Live or whatever. I don't think they're really going to be t- uh, worried about people um, illegally streaming it because it's free. It's not, you know, you're not really illegally streaming anything. But um, I do recommend go and watch AEW Fighter Fest. Also follow my Twitter for word on that on how we'll be doing that, those live events. Um, I think it starts at 8, so we'll probably, I mean, we might start around 7, 7.30. But like I said, follow me on Twitter, at Podcast one on Instagram, at WymanPodcast. Um, also go check out OT Heroics, um, OvertimeHeroics.com. Um, also follow him on Twitter, at OT Heroics one I also write um, for wrestling uh, for them. So you see my articles pop up once in a while. Um, just more content that I like, I just love talking about wrestling, I love writing about wrestling, I love following wrestling, current, past, future, um, you know, and that's it, I'll catch you guys, I don't know when I'm going to catch you guys again, maybe Wednesday, at the latest Wednesday, if I don't do another one, maybe I'll do a Fighter Fest, uh, Review if anything crazy happens, but I don't think it will. It's not a pay-per-view. It's not. It's not really like a uh, big show. I mean, it's a big show. Don't get me wrong. A lot of big names on it, but I think their next real big show is uh, All Out in Chicago at the end of August. So, but if anything crazy happens, I'll hop on here and record something. But if not, till then I'll see you on Wrestling Wednesday for. Raw and SmackDown reviews. And until then, you guys be safe. I'll talk to you later.